0: A little bit of wind kind of shut us down last Sunday. It's all right. Hopefully you had good family time. Hopefully you had a good, uh, a good Christmas. Uh, we had big plans for Christmas Eve, Sunday morning service, and candlelight service. But uh, next year, as Grandma Judy says, next year. We will, we will do it next year. Uh, so we said, you know what? We're still going to take this Sunday. And sing awesome songs that, for some reason, we only sing a couple of times a year, but yet are wonderful, beautiful songs about our Savior. And so uh, we're, we're, we went on with our uh, Christmas service this morning, and and I'm gonna still preach a Christmas sermon, uh, somewhat, somewhat. So, uh, uh, but before that, since we didn't have class this morning, we have we have some kids who. Who are really excited that they turned a year older, and so in Sunday school class, we usually recognize anybody that had a birthday, and so if you don't come here for Sunday school class, it's okay. You can start in the new year, 2024, but in that, we always uh, recognize birthdays, and so if anybody had a birthday over the last two weeks, we're going to say, since we didn't have church last Sunday, if anybody had a birthday over the last two weeks, come on up. And I don't usually do this, and so I'm gonna have to learn. Three weeks, three. Th- why? Why? O- okay, three weeks. Yeah, don't have. I only have pencils. Jeff, where's Jeff at? Man, oh man. And so, just so everybody knows, there's a church here that that it can fall. Yeah, Tucker's got it. There's a church here. Oh, uh there's a church up here, and this money, uh, when you have a birthday, you put the number of cents that you are old or more, uh, and that gets given to uh, a child that we help. Is that correct? Am I saying that right? So, um, so that's what that is. It's not some weird offering birthday. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> so, so everybody put, and, and everybody gets a pen or pencil and all we have is pencils because I don't know where the pins are. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Perfect. And then we uh, join together in uh, a, a word. Yeah. And it's right on the screen, so you can read it. Many happy returns to the day of thy birth. So in that, too, uh, we did not get a chance to do announcements, so I just want to make sure that, we, uh, that you get to hear the announcements for the church. A uh, couple of things. Um, I just told Jeff all of them and I'm no, I'll I'll get them. Uh, so next Sunday, I believe that we're going to have a youth group. Is that a true statement, Rachel? Youth group next week and young adults, uh, next Sunday. Is that also a true statement? I don't know. Okay. At this point, we're going to plan a youth group and young adults next Sunday. Uh, and I want to encourage young adults, uh, this group is from the age of graduated high school to 30 years old. And if you fit that group, you are welcome to come to the Young Adults Bible Study, which is always fun. Um, <clears throat> I give homework. They, they make me have homework. And it's, it's an in-depth Bible study that we just have a lot of fun, and we feed people And it's really good. So if you are in that group of graduated to 30, uh, join us here at 6 o'clock right here at the church uh, every first and third Sunday, unless we change. I'll stop moving. Sorry. That's our sound system that we're going to get fixed. But anyways, 6 o'clock. Youth group meets at Adam and Rachel's house at 6 o'clock. On first and third Sunday, yeah, all right. Uh, second announcement is the twenty eighth of January. Write this date down. Twenty eighth of January, we're going to have our business meeting for this church. There's lots of things that that we need to work through. Uh, the last business meeting that we had, we had decided that we are going to uh, put elders and deacons in, and so that <clears throat> is going to re- take place at the next business meeting. And so. I want to, excuse me, I want to encourage you to put that on your calendar. The 28th, it'll be right after church. Uh, we'll have a potluck and then the meeting. <clears throat> the 28th, uh, I think we'll have a potluck. I'm, just, I'm guessing a lot of this, just so you know. 28th potluck and then business meeting. Um, so put that on your calendar and please, please, uh, if you are a member or want to be a member, if you want to be a member, talk to me, but it, come and join that. Be a, be a part of that. So I think that's <clears throat> all of my announcements. If I missed one, I'll get it next week. <laughs> so, anyways, welcome to Beecher Island Church. Uh, Beecher Island is, is a pretty amazing place in my book. Uh, from the first time I stepped in here, I felt a love that I don't get to feel at too many churches. And so uh, I pray that when you come through these doors, you feel that same love. A love that is, that, that is only from Christ and, and pours out. And, and we are, <clears throat> depends on if you use Nathan's terminology, we're a melting pot. Or my terminology, we're a bunch of mutts. We come from all different walks of life. And we come together on the common ground of Jesus Christ. To, to worship Him and, and, and build our relationship, grow our relationship with Him. And our fellowship with Him. And that's why we say that we are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. Because we don't care about denomination, <clears throat> we care about relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's why we can come from all different walks of life and come right here at Beecher Island, in the middle of nowhere, and worship our King. And uh, that's who we are, and that's what we do, and I love that. Uh, as I started out saying this morning that I, I kind of struggled this week. Uh, on figuring out what to do, since we counseled last week, I, I was trying to figure out: Do I do I still preach the Sunday uh, Christmas Sunday service, or, or or do we just move on? Because because it's the end of the year, and I need to give you a good hey, good job over twenty twenty three, and look forward to twenty twenty four. But um, you know what? Maybe Christmas is over. But we're not done celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're not done celebrating Jesus and all he's done. And and so it it doesn't matter if Christmas is over or not, we can still worship our Savior for what he's done, his birth, and what he's still doing. And so uh, today you're going to get to hear a little bit of a a Christmas service, or I'm going to say a recap of the last six weeks will go with, and and I'm excited about it. So, you know, over the last several weeks, uh, we talked about the accounts of the Savior's birth. About the Advent, which I can see that our candles all didn't get lit, so I'm going to light them today. So, No, I'm I'm joking. Uh, uh, We've looked at the wise men and their journey, and the wise men and what they had to do and what choices they made. We know that they had to make the decision to drop everything that they were doing and follow. That They made that decision, <clears throat> and it was no small task. There was a star put in the sky for them to follow. And you know, I got to thinking, was that star just up there for them to follow? Was that star put in the sky for only a few wise men to see, but yet it was so bright? And I got to thinking, well, would God really put that big old star up there for just a few wise men to see? But well, then it got to kind of hurt in my heart and to think about this, that why wouldn't God put that star up there for all to see, but yet just a few chose to go and follow? it? Maybe we're told about that a little bit later in his, in his word. You know, uh, each one of those wise men, though, had to make the choice to follow. And, and each one of them had their own account of meeting the Savior of the world. Each one of them had their own account. The shepherds had their own account. The shepherds had their own account of, uh, uh, of being there in the field. They're probably all sitting around, like I said Last time I preached on them, they're, they're all sitting around and they're having discussions about the day. And Then they got to experience an angel coming to them. A- an angel coming and telling them about a birth announcement. A-, a birth announcement that was different than any other birth announcement in the world. Luke two ten through 11 says, The angel said to them, the angel is now right there with them. And he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day. This day, he said, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen, amen. And then the angel of the Lord went on to tell them, That each of them, that each of them can go and see Him. Go and see the Savior. And then those shepherds got to see what I think is probably the greatest singing choir that ever sang on this earth. One day we'll get to hear it. One day we'll get to hear it and it will be amazing. But each one of those shepherds had their own account. Each one of them had their journey in what they experienced. At that point, though, they had to choose what they would do. They just heard the birth announcement. They just got to witness some pretty amazing singing. And then they had a choice as to what they would do. Would they stay there with their flock? Or would they go see the Savior? They had to make that choice. They each chose to go to see the Savior of the world, though. They each chose their own account. And they had their journey of what they would do. You know, and then we talked about Mary and Joseph and their account with the Savior's birth. We talked about the struggles that they had to have had in the reality that Mary was a virgin and pregnant had to be quite a conversation. Each of them had their own account. The account of the angels speaking with them. Encouraging them. Telling them what was taking place. Each of them had their own account of the nine months that followed. And what they experienced during that time. Each of them had their own account as they traveled to Bethlehem. Each of them had their own account of experiencing the Savior being born. But also, they each had their own account of making the choice sometime in their life that their son Jesus, the Savior of the world, was also their personal Savior. Ever thought about that? They each had their own account with the Savior of the world. And then a couple weeks ago, we got to experience our own kids of this church coming right up to this stage and telling you about the Savior of the world and His birth. But not just His birth. Many other accounts in God's Word of what was going to take place. Our kids told us about all these different accounts in God's Word of the Savior of the world. You see, I struggle with preaching on Christmas, the birth of Jesus, or just the birth of Jesus. I struggle on Easter of just preaching the crucifixion. Because I, I don't want people who just come on those days to know that it was only a birth and a crucifixion. I don't want you being all like, maybe this is a bad example, but I don't want you being like Ricky Bobby and thinking that there's only a sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) Right? There's so much more to who Jesus is. There's so much more. And I don't want you being stuck with just one account of who your Savior is. If you only come to church on Christmas or Easter, I want you to know that your Savior is so much more. I want you to have your own account with the Savior of the world. You see, John paints a pretty good picture through each one of of the chapters in which he writes about his Savior. He says He's the Son of God. The Son of Man. The Divine Teacher. The Soul Winner. The Great Physician. The Bread of Life. The water of life, the defender of weak, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the prince of life, the king, the servant, the counselor, the true vine, the giver of spirit, the great intercessor, the model sufferer, the uplifted savior, the victor of death, the restorer. John had his own account of who his savior was. Paul also gives us some descriptive words of who the Savior was to him. He said the peacemaker, the Lord of glory, the only foundation, the sacrificial lamb, the conqueror of death, the image of God, the liberator, the goal of character, the supreme prize in life struggle. the head of the church, the coming Lord, the blessed and only Savior, the judge of the living and the dead, the Redeemer, the author of salvation, the great High Priest, the author and perfecter of our faith. Peter's account of his Savior. He said, the Son of the living God the only source of truth. The shepherd and guardian of souls. Each person in the Bible had their own account of who Jesus is. But people still today say, well, wait a minute. That's all, that's all what people say about the Savior of the world. Jesus never said that He is Deity. Jesus never said that He is God. That's just other people's interpretation of who He is. So, so, you know, Jesus, He's not, He never said who He is. But I beg the differ. I I say that I am so thankful that we have Jesus' own words in God's Word. In this book, we have who Jesus says he is. And so when people say, well, Jesus never claimed deity, I say, why don't you go ahead and turn over to John 4. Turn over to John 4, verses 25 and 26. And Jesus is talking to the woman at the well there. And in this, he's having quite a conversation of telling her about the Christ, about the Messiah. And in John 4, 25 and 26, the woman says to him, I know that Messiah is coming. She knew that that the Christ, the Son of God, was going to come to the earth because it told her that. It tells us that. And it says, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. She knew that he was mighty. She knew that he was amazing. She knew that he was the Christ, the Son of God that would know all. Because in John, it says He's from the beginning, right? We know in Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. She knew that it was from the beginning that this Christ was going to come and tell her all things. And Jesus responded to her in His own words. He says, I who speak to you am He. I. I am. I am. Jesus claimed his deity. Jesus says, I am the Christ, the Son of God. Because you know, he goes on in in many other places and and he lays this deity out. He he makes many I am statements. And those I am statements made the Jews pick up rocks ready to stone Jesus because they knew that he was either the Christ or he was committing blasphemy and they took it as he was committing blasphemy and they were going to stone him. But Jesus said, I am the bread of life in John 6.35. He said, I am from above in John 8.23. I am the eternal one in John 8.58. I am the light of the world in John 9.5. I am the door. John 10.7. I am the good shepherd in John 10.11-14. I am the Son of God. John 10.36. I am the resurrection of life in John 14.6. I am the Lord and Master. John 13, 13, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, in John 14, 6. I am the true vine, John 15, 1. I am the Alpha and the Omega, Revelation 1, 8. I am the first and the last, Revelation 1.17. Jesus even gives us His account of who He is. My question to you this morning is Who is he to you? What is your account with the Savior of the world? Who do you say he is to you? Do you have your own account of who Jesus is? Is he your Savior? Or is he just somebody that you admire? Is He your Lord or just a role model? Is He who you give your life to or somebody that you just visit and talk with once in a while? Is He who you seek in prayer or is He just a genie in a bottle? You see, Jesus told us who He is. But you have to make the choice As to who He is to you. Just as that star was in the sky for I believe all to see. Jesus is right here for you to see. A few wise men made the choice to follow that star in the sky. Will you be with the few and make the choice to follow your Savior wholeheartedly, full of faith. Will you make the choice to have a relationship with Him? A choice to allow Him to be the Lord of your life? A choice to make Him everything? Not just a relationship when you want it. Who is Jesus to you? I'm going to invite the praise team up and I want you to just think about that question just for a minute. Who is Jesus to you? Because sitting on this church pew for 50 years doesn't get you to heaven. Just because you walk in these doors or any church doors for that matter does not get you to heaven. Just knowing who He is does not get you to heaven. But it's not a laundry list of stuff that gets you to heaven. He says if you believe, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, you will have life. It says that if you believe in Him, that He is the Christ, the Messiah, the one that came from a virgin birth, and walk this earth in the human flesh, 100% man, 100% God. If you can't fathom that, it's okay. I, don't, I can't either. But I believe it because he told me. He walked this earth as the perfect, perfect Savior. And then He went to the cross. He showed us how to live. And then He went to the cross. And He said, Father, if you can take this from Me, go ahead and do it now. But I know that this is for Me. And I will do it. I will do it. And He took all your sin upon His shoulders and He died on that cross. And all of your sin all of it, died that day. And he went and laid in the grave for three days. And the power of God rose him from the grave and he walked this earth again for another 40 days to prove prove that he is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And when he walked this earth, people got to witness that he is the Christ. And old Thomas, that didn't get to see him one time, said, I'll believe when I get to see him. And Jesus met him and said, hey, Thomas, touch my hands right here. Do you see the holes? Touch my side where I, where I had blood run out of me. And Thomas says, I have seen and I believe. And Jesus said, blessed are those who have seen, or you have seen, but blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believe. I say that Jesus is right here, but you can't see Him. You can't see Him in the flesh. We can't touch His hands. We can't touch His side. But I want to tell you He is right here. Because He said, He said, I have to leave, and I'm going to go prepare a place for you. But when I leave, I will send somebody that is greater than I. And He sent the Holy Spirit to be with each person who claims Jesus Christ and believes in Him. And so I want to tell you that if you believe, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave is sealed inside of you. And that power you can grab a hold of and walk in this journey and have your own account of who He is. And He is the Savior of the world that loves you so much that He died on a cross. And He loves you so much that He came To live with you. To abide in you. To journey with you. To to help you through the struggles of this life. And to be with you through the high times, right? You have to believe. though. You have to believe that there is a Christ, the Son of God. And that He will give you life. And it's only through Him, through Him, that you get heaven. That you get the Father. And so today, if you have not given your life to Him, if you have not said, I believe you, Jesus. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God. Today is the day to do it. Today. Not tomorrow. Not I'll worry about it another day. Not, not I'm not quite ready. If you're not quite ready, you'll never be ready. But today today, Jesus says, I love you, and I want you, I want you to believe in me so that you can be a child of God. And it's not a prayer. It's not, not a, well, I'm good to go. No, it's stating, I believe in you, Jesus, and I'm going to walk in you It's repenting from your sins. It's saying, I don't want to walk the way of this world anymore because I want to walk in You. And I want my life to change because I walk in You. And Jesus, You will change my life. And I will get to witness it. Today, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me beg you. Find Him. Reach out to Him. Call out to Him. Let Him be the Lord of your life. Confess that He is the Christ, the Son of God. Believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you will be saved. Today's the day, and if you have not done that, come and talk to me. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, thank You so much that You came to this earth born of a virgin birth because You are perfect. You are perfect. You walked this earth Perfect. And you went to the cross. Perfect. You died. Perfect. You rose from the grave. Perfect. And you went to at the right hand of the Father. Perfect. And we don't have to be perfect. But we have to confess you. We have to give you our life and you take care of everything else. And that is so awesome, and we thank you, thank you for that. And I pray this morning that if anybody's given their life, that that they just pour out to you. That they confess you. That That they repent from their sins, and they say, I don't want to walk in the way of the world anymore. I don't want to walk in you. Today's the day. Lord, I thank You, I thank You that You walk with us. And for all the the rest of us that have confessed to You already, confessed to You maybe many years ago or maybe just yesterday, that we fully see who You are and we walk in You and we give You our full life, not just parts of it. Jesus, thank You for loving us so much that You died for us And You take all sin upon You. And You make us white as snow in the eyes of the Father. And I thank You, I thank You. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.